are about to hear a life-changing message preached at Revival International Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. Acts 28 verse 30 through 31 says, And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay starts a new message, How Lay People Have Helped the Church to Grow. A lay person is someone who keeps their secular job and works in ministry. We are often mistaken feeling that the church work must be done by pastors and shepherds only, but it is the work of many, not just of one. So let us listen into this anointed word and be encouraged to use our gifts in service to our God to build his house. Be blessed. Father, thank you that you are truly, through Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to you except by him. For which reason we come by Jesus. We come the right way. For Jesus is this door. And to him, anybody coming will knock before he accesses the sheep. Lord, the word is here. Where is Jesus? The way to you. Let the word minister truth to your people. Minister life to your people. Minister direction, the way to your people today. As we come before you. Bring deliverance. Bring healing. Bring the power of his Christ. Bible says they came to hear and to be healed. Bible says and the power of the spirit was there. To heal. Let there be power to heal. Heal us of social problems. Heal us of anger issues. Heal us of, 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 of bad mouthing. Heal us of poverty. Heal us of sicknesses and diseases. Holy Spirit help us. In Jesus Christ mighty name. And all the saints shall say amen. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. You may please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, welcome to church. Tell somebody you're welcome to the presence of God. Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. This is the atmosphere we should be preaching in. Amen. Now, today for a short time, um, I want to share with you how lay people have helped churches to grow. Did you hear that? How lay people have helped the church of Christ to grow. The church of Christ to grow. How lay people have helped I am preaching from this book called Church Growth. It is Possible by Bishop Daniel Mills. Did you all get the 100 free copies last week? How many got it? How many have received it? You know it's not my fault, right? <laughs> Whose fault is it? I didn't say that. <laughs> I just said it wasn't my fault. But it's, I didn't know you knew the person whose fault it is. But it's true what you said. Okay, I concur. So right after church, make sure that with your device, whether it's a tablet or it's a cell phone, get all the 100 books for free. 
we talked about offenses the whole of last month and this month we're going to talk about you and I lay people the how Jesus used the ordinary people in the church into a blessing to build his church hallelujah now who's a lay person a lay person is someone who maintains a secular job and yet is active in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you get that? Yes. A lay person is somebody who maintains his secular job but is actively involved in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. For example, me, I'm a lay person. You know, I, I, I still work, you know, uh, I do colonoscopies and endoscopies and... Uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm a gastroenterologist, physician, right? So, what I do here is I'm just like you. I'm just like you. Anything I do here, you can do. Because I haven't gone to a Bible school. I don't, I didn't go to a seminary. I am not a full-time priest. I do the work of ministry. You get the point. So I am amongst you as him that served, like Jesus Christ. I am just one of the church members, and I came to Memphis, or I came to, and then somebody, well, I started a fellowship, like you all have fellowships and bar centers, and you have you know ministries. And somebody's teaching, and I started teaching in my living room, and by the time I realized, the place was full because of the fellowship. We had to find a place to go. So we went to a hotel and get there. Hotel lobby or some other room, small conference room, gradually. And then we got a place in Elvis Presley Boulevard area. And then here we are. You know. And you're still coming. Clap for the Lord Jesus. What does that mean? That somebody can maintain their secular job and still be active in the ministry and bear fruit for the Lord. Did you understand that? Yes. So when you look at me, don't see just a pastor. See what you are not doing or what you could do. So you maintain your job. You maintain the. And by the way, for those who are students, I started doing this when I was a medical student. Oh. So I can change this definition to a lay person is somebody who maintains his secular job or secular schooling secular activity if you're a housewife and yet do the work of ministry you're a student but do the work of ministry okay i am not necessarily talking about a pastor because i started doing it when i was a medical student do you get the point so that is what a lay person is how does god do this how can god use regular ordinary people like you and i yeah to how can it be? Because, you know, the traditional mindset of all of us is that pastor is the one doing the work of the Lord. We are the one benefiting from the work of the Lord. That is a child's mentality. My parents are the ones working. I spend the money. Is that how, what you're saying, Aggie? No, you better not say that. Do you get what I'm saying? That's not what it is. Now, even if you're a child, when a child, one side of maturity of a child 
is when the child starts being fruitful or productive. They may not necessarily earn income, but you can see. You know, I don't remember the last time. Well, these days I clean dishes and all that again because, you know, the children, they ran away. We went on vacation. They left us alone and we're just the two of us. But, you know, ever since they became mature, they clean the dishes, they do their bed, they do their laundry. We used to do all, all that before they grew up. The word is grow up. You see that? They, because they grew up. That means that when some people grow up, they tend to help the work of the house. And I am looking at some beautiful grown people. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Turn to the next person and say, I see you as a grown person. Amen. Now, <laughs> I heard somebody say, then prove it. Amen. Well, let me give you a few pointers so that it doesn't become difficult for you. Some people are already thinking it's complex and it's not possible. Let me give you some introduction. Number one, our favorite, most of our favorite Bible characters did the work of the Lord freely when they were not paid pastors, when they were not full-time. I'll say it again. Most of our favorite Bible characters were lay people who worked for the ministry free of charge. Most. I'll give you a few examples. Who's your favorite person in the Bible? Paul. Okay. Paul. Let's go to Paul. Paul was a tent maker and a lawyer. Paul was a tent maker and a lawyer. Did you know that? Yeah. That was his trade. And yet, Paul was the one who wrote the book of... Paul wrote more books in the Bible, in the New Testament, than any of the disciples. Paul started more churches than any of the disciples. The tent maker, the lawyer, who never stopped working. Let's look at the last chapter of Acts. You see Paul... Even throughout his, he still maintained his, his job. Last chapter of the Bible, the last verse. You see, Paul did his living. He lived in his own house and continued to do his living. If you can bring it up, I will please bring it up. Acts chapter something, verse something. Chapter 28, the last few verses. Uh-huh. Go. Good. No, you brought it. You brought it. Okay. Now, verse 30 and 31. Acts chapter... 28 verse 30 and 31. The Bible says, And Paul lived and worked with them. What is this gentleman doing? Okay. For the next two years, Paul lived in Rome at his own expense. Where did he get the money? He worked. The church didn't pay him. At his own expense. He welcomed all who visited him. Then the next verse, verse 31. Verse 31. Boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. And no one tried to stop him. Did you get that? So the fact that you're working should never be an excuse. To work for the Lord. To build the house of the Lord. Did you get that? That is what a lay person does. And God is expecting all of us to do that. Let's even go to Jesus Christ. Even Jesus Christ was a lay person when he started the work of ministry. Do you know how old Jesus was when he started ministry? 
age 12. Luke chapter 2 verse 49. Jesus Christ had been taken. He was a minor. So he couldn't drive, couldn't ride a horse and all that. So, but he was left behind when his parents came and they were leaving, going back home. For three days, he was found there. He went to the temple and he was discussing and doing the work of the temple with the pastors. Helping the pastors, the rabbis over there. The Bible says that the parents came back and they saw him and they were amazed. And look at that. Acts chapter 2. Verse 46, and it came to pass, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, son, why have you done this and dealt with us this way? Behold, thy father and I have been searching for you, sorrowing. Look at Jesus' answer in verse 49. And he said unto them, How is it that you sought me? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business. In other words, in New King James says, Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Clap for the Lord Jesus. Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? How many of us are not children of God? You are children of the devil. Give me a wave if you are a child of the devil. Okay, they didn't come. How many are children of God? Children of God. God is your father. Well, our big brother Jesus is teaching us how to behave. He said, I must be about my father's business. In other words, we must be about our father's business. That's one of the, my main reasons why I do what I do. Why I said no matter how busy I get with being a physician, I will never stop working for the Lord. In fact, if anything has to be dropped, it will be the physician's work. If I have to drop one thing, it will not be my collar or my cross. It will be my scope. Yeah. I would rather serve the Lord God than to serve the world. There's nothing wrong with working, as you can see I am, but what else are you doing? Where is your labor going? Jesus taught us. Paul taught us. The main characters in the Bible. I can go on and on. David is one of the people that you loved. He served the Lord. I will show you how he built for the Lord. I will show you how he carried the ark. I will show you how Moses worked. I will show you. Yeah, Moses is right here. Still working. How Daniel was still ministering interpreting dreams, having prophetic encounters, praying and seeking the face of the Lord for Israel, interacting with angels, and yet he was a minister, a prime minister. He was a vice president. Daniel, the one who prayed his prayers. He was a student and still working for the Lord. He was going to school. He was a student with the Hebrew boys, and he even prayed. God blessed him with excellent grades, but he was still serving God. That was Daniel, whose prayer we are carrying with us to school. Joseph, the guy who had clothes of many colors. His father was rich, Jacob. The guy who was sold into slavery. Even in slavery, he did ministry. He spoke to the Lord such that God gave him visions and dreams, interpretation of dreams. He could interpret the dream for Pharaoh. His anointing 
drew a lot of grace to Egypt when there was famine. God revealed it to him and God gave him the wisdom to secure Egypt for the sake of Israel. He kept Israel together. He, he threw Joseph. Israel did not perish out of famine. The question is, how are we doing in that respect? So many Bible characters, one day your letter will also be written and they will be looking for, where is that Bible character? What did he do on this earth? Did he help with the building of Israel, building of the church of God? Number two. Number two. So the first one, Bible characters. Number two, the disciples recruited congregation members to assist the pastors in building the church. I'll say it again. The disciples recruited regular congregation members. Regular congregation members to assist to build the church when the pastors were overwhelmed. Regular congregation members. Regular. Nobody special. Nobody had to be special. Now watch this. Let me read to you Acts chapter 6. From verse 1. The pastors were overwhelmed. The disciples, Jesus Christ, had died, had given them the anointing, and he had gone up, and they started the church, building the church. 3,000 people were coming the first day, and then now they settled, and they were doing services. Now watch this. Now, in those days, when the number of disciples was multiplying, in other words, the church was growing, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution of food. That was church work. They wanted people for hospitality, people for cleaning the church. They wanted people for the children's church because their parents were dead. They were widows who had children who didn't have anything. So they wanted Sunday school teachers. They wanted people to cook for the church because there was going to be International Sunday. They wanted people to come and be cleaning the church. They wanted people to bring to have, take care of the business of the church, to build the church. The church was growing. Now the disciples and pastors were overwhelmed with church growth. We're going to be overwhelmed very soon. Miss Jackie, say amen. Amen. Overwhelmed with the growth, the whole place will be filled by the grace of God. Now look at what the disciples is accepted one. This was a problem. There was a need for workers, a need for more laborers. Where did they find them? Then the 12 disciples summoned the multitude of the disciples. There were a lot of congregation members. And they told them, please, we have a problem. As I'm telling you now. Please, we have a problem. It is not desirable that we, the pastors, should leave the word of God and serve tables. We can't be doing this feeding, doing the children's church, welcoming people, doing all these things, being in the choir. Some of you choir members don't even come for rehearsals. H-A-P-P-Y, shame. Don't put your head down. H-A-P-P-Y, what? Shame. But you watch. They are changing. Those who say shame, you'll be saying happy. Clap for the Lord Jesus. When you see the ministry, 
the 12 summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, it's not right, it's not desirable, it's not the right thing to do, that we should leave. I should become the choir director. I should become the dancing star. I should become the praise and worship leader. I should become the instrumentalist. When you are that skilled, I should go teach here and go and teach the same people. When you love children like Auntie Wilmina, Yeah. It's not desirable. They were overwhelmed. It's not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Watch verse 3. Therefore, brethren, seek out among yourselves. Tell somebody, let's search people among ourselves. Ask people, get involved, get involved, get involved, get involved. Tell somebody, pastor is recruiting you. Tell the Holy Spirit is recruiting you. Among ourselves. Therefore, brethren, seek out among yourselves seven men of good reputation like you, full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom, whom we may appoint over the business of the church. Look at how nicely you are playing. Look like a special. You are anointed to play. All you need is some sacrifice and your parents releasing you. Hallelujah. I don't blame you. I blame... Okay. I didn't say it, but I meant it. Hallelujah. Yes! Whom we may appoint. Appointment means we give it to you. It's yours. Take it. Do it. Do the job. It's in your domain. Now it's under you. Moses, you are skilled to do something for the Lord. No, no, no. The Moses I knew. The Moses I knew in the Bible. Even when there was no heat bushes were burning sticks were organized as rods and shop. even they, with a stick they will organize a way for church members to pass through in the Red Sea active Moses fought they recruited church members whom we may appoint over this business now watch this next verse but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word says allow us to preach Allow us to do the work, to teach you well. If I can have time and not be tired doing this, running this, running this, and I can just relax, you will have better teaching. I know you think I preach well. And I, I comfortable, I'm, 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 I humbly say, what should I say? It's not bad. It's not bad by the grace of God. And you should by now be clapping by the No, 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 I beg you. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Now look at verse 5. I love it. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. It means the church members were very happy that they were being recruited. Clap for the Lord Jesus. They were very excited. If what I'm saying is not exciting you, then you are not like the early Christians. Kimley, you can't just be coming and going and coming and going. You got to get involved. The pastors did their job. I've got to do my job. The pastors brought said, look, we have overwhelmed. We have overworked. And we are... Not that you are underappreciated. We are appreciated by the grace of God. It's, it's, there's a lot of work. Yeah. I wish I could sing. I could dance. I could do film stars. I've, as the young people, um, uh, this man is very, very talented. 
I play. You'll be seeing him on stage soon. With Junior and all, they call them the Volante. They will be handling the, what we call the film stars. Yeah, by the grace of God. You will see them. That's our first laugh. They will have five to ten minute skits. You yourself, you will not like to miss service. Because of the power with which they will minister. Clap for the Lord Jesus. We will be seeing rap stars. By God's grace. Dancing stars. Bible says, someone say, woo! And the saying, please the whole multitude. Please some of the multitude. Please what? The whole multitude of disciples. Please every one of the members. They were Martha. They were happy. They didn't just come to be brought to church. They got involved. I see your calling showing up in Jesus' name. Amen. Now this time you don't say I receive. You say I will do it. Say I will do it. And Jesus, because you've been receiving it for a while. Rachel, say I will do it. Every time you say I will do it. The saying pleased the whole multitude. Not even one person complained. Not even one person said no. Everybody said, yes, it's a good idea. Yes, I'm excited about it. Yes, I can't, I can't wait to see where you will place me. I can't wait to see which ministry I can join. I can't wait to hear the next outreach. I can't wait to hear the next prayer meeting. Whether it's on Zoom or in person. And they chose some people to lead the charge. Stephen, a man full of the of faith and Holy Spirit. Philip, Prochorus, Nicano, Timon, Parmenas, Nicholas, the proselyte from Antioch. They chose to okay, lead the charge. But we are all very excited about it. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Let me tell you something. So the disciples recruited congregation members. And I hope to include you, to recruit you. Pastor Richard, you should get um, the list of ministries ready. Now, watch this. First Chronicle chapter 28, verse 21. New Living Translation. I was so excited when I saw this. Volunteers helped the pastors. The Bible says, First Chronicle chapter 28, the last verse, chapter 28, verse 21. Look at the New Living Translation. New Living Translation. He says, And behold... The courses of the priests and Levites. The various divisions of priests and Levites will serve in the temple of God. So what you said, you know, everyone thinks that is a pastor's job. You're right. But watch this. Who else? The various divisions of priests and Levites will serve in the temple. So pastors and shepherds must serve in the temple. But that's not the end. Others. Somebody say others. Other people, others with skills of every kind, skills like Edocat skill. Did you know Abanda is very good at taking care of children? Did you know that? Yes, I knew. <laughs> so why are you sitting down like that? You watch him from today. The children will not lack taken care of. Him and his brother, they're specialists. Where they came from, they were known as the fathers, although they have no children. Children just love them. So others with skills of every kind, 
Bible says they will do what? They will volunteer. Sabrina, you didn't just come here to take computers at your workplace and do ultrasound of livers. That's not how God created you. You've come with your nice jeans and you've torn it. <laughs> Holy tear. That's you're in the right kind of clothes to do roll up your sleeves and get to the job. You are too dressed for today. Beautifully dressed. Get to the job. You see, I will not wear suits until it's your wedding. Because I'm here to work. Others with skills of every kind, like that skill. Those who came early, you saw the video put together by Sister Patricia. Highly skilled. Excellent piece. When I can say this is not good enough. Because I knew this handwriting can only be with such a skill. Because I said, I was waiting for what you would say. And he humbly said, look that way. In fact, that thing was very nice. Clap for that skill. Very nice. If every one of you put your skill together. Do you know Jessica dances a lot? You should have seen her. Over here. She just did some few moves. Do you know we have adult dancing stars? You'll be seeing them soon by the grace of God. Everybody is going to get active and the same please the multitude. The Bible says that pastors and the shepherds did their job in the temple. But there were others with skills of every kind who volunteered. They would volunteer. And the officials and the entire congregation are at their command. Clap for the Lord Jesus. The entire. The entire. That was how Israel started. The, the church the first church God called his church Israel, the spiritual Israel. That's how they behaved. They, they gave their skills to volunteer. And they were at the command of the officers. That is, tomorrow we want a rehearsal, and then they were there. That is, please, from now, let there be a skit every Sunday, and they did it. And they were so blessed. So, so blessed. So, so blessed. You should see chapter 29, a verse, uh, the next verse. Go to the next verse. God blessed them so, so much. Why you go read First Chronicles chapter 29. This is the last verse of 28. David explained how they gave and how happy they were. But you know, because of time, I wouldn't go into that. But that's your blessing. Watch this. The next one. Congregation. So the first one is what? The first one. I'm talking about how lay people, ordinary congregation members, have helped and can help with the work of church growth to build the church. And the first one is our favorite Bible characters, they were like that. The second one is that the disciples of old, they recruited congregation members, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. We read the Old New Testament, how the pastors they, and all the congregation were pleased. And then in the Old Testament, where other people with volunteers who had skills, they got to the job. Are you getting it? Beautiful. Number three, the point number three on this is congregations often wrongly feel that the work of God needs to be done by pastors and shepherds only. They are wrong. I'll say it again. Congregation members wrongly have believed 
that the work to build the church should be done by pastors and shepherds only. And add, we are wrong. Or you can write, it is wrong or we are wrong. Listen, everybody, how many of you who are here are less than 12 years old? Give me a wave. If you are less than 12, Baba, don't lift your hand. It's not true. You had a baby and one is on the way. Unless God didn't do teenage pregnancy. <laughs> I mean, I know Eric Asari did, but, you know, the wife has grown now. Uh, you know. Rosemary, are you still 12? And a bit, and a bit. My kind of bit, right? <laughs> now, look at this. Look at this carefully. It is wrong. It's not only pastors. It's not only shepherds. It's actually wrong to do that. Let me show you in the Bible. Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 11 to 16. New living translation. They think it should be done by pastors or paid employees to do it. But look, watch it. Ephesians 4 verse 11 to 16 the new living. The Bible says, now these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. Number one, he gave apostles. He gave prophets. Morris, are you there? We should feel your power in the church. Building the church. We should feel people following you in your car. You went to collect them to bring. And because of you, there's church growth. Yeah. Now, these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. We agree. We are apostles, we are pastors, we are prophets, we are teachers, we are evangelists. So, we are gifts to you. What is our role? Many of you think our role is to just be building the church and we are supposed to be doing the evangelism and all that, doing everything, doing the prayer. You, you, you just be shocked. Watch this. The next verse, verse 12. So this, what is that? Their responsibility. Let's read it together. Let's read it together. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. Let's read it again. No, 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 wait. Say, pastor's responsibility is to equip us, God's people. Pastor's responsibility is, no, don't say us, say me. Pastor's responsibility is to equip me to do his work. That's God's work. And to build the church, the body of Christ. Oh, why are you not clapping? You are shocked. You are surprised that it's in the Bible. Pastor's responsibility, because the first one is pastors, prophets, and all. His, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do God's work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. For how long? Now, let's keep going, verse 13. This will have to continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son. That we will be mature in the Lord. Bible calls such people mature people. Yeah. That's all you do. You are mature in the Lord. Like mature. When people mature in the house. They start working. They start helping with the chores in the house. They start helping with cooking and all that. Yeah. That's. Bible says we should do. We should keep doing it until we are mature. In the Lord. 
measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Let's meet Christ and Christ did it. We should also do it. Keep going. Next verse. Then we will no longer be immature children like children. Wow. God knows things. God says, you want spiritual growth? Do you want to be strong in the Lord? Set that the devil cannot touch you. Just start building his church. I will show you that building the church of God, Bible says, and I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The people in the church that the gates of hell cannot affect are the people that help to build the church. I'll show you. In other words, in, it's in your, it's building the church protects you yourself. Just like somebody who built a house. You are sheltered. When I say building the church, both the physical church and the spiritual church, physical meaning the house, the work of the house, spiritual means the work of church growth. That is invitations, evangelism, outreaches, invitations, just increasing the numbers of church members, disciples. Yeah. It says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will, be, we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. In other words, anybody who starts to help build, I don't know how it happens, but I've seen it in the Bible. Because the Bible says that he, when he gives you apostleship, he also adds grace to it for obedience, for growth. It's called the anointing. God pours his spirit upon you, the holy oil. And you have supernatural ability. Ability to understand the word. Ability to pray. Ability to be strong. Too strong for the devil's attacks. Ability for wisdom. Because the spirit of God is called the spirit of counsel, knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Even might, strength. Fear of the Lord. People who serve, work in, even you yourself, you start fearing, reverencing God. Your worship will be better. Let me tell you, the greatest prophet in the Bible, Samuel, his mother just shoved her, Miss Jackie, shoved him into Eli's hand. Pastor, use him. Let him do the work. Build the house. He was the most spiritual. God spoke to him directly. The anointing was upon his life. The word never dropped. He became prophetic. Supernatural things happened. His household, the mother was barren before he was born. Because of Samuel, the, the, the family grew. It's exciting. If I tell you my background before I put my hand to the plow, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. One day, I had a dream. I've told you before. Where I dream. Every night, I have a dream that I'm going to die. And many family people died around that time. And my mother said they had heard that I was next. I said, oh my goodness, what's going to happen to me? And I was scared, sincerely afraid. Fortunately, my mother took me to all kinds of places to try and do black magic. It didn't work. Anytime, somehow I'll go and then the person is not there. The person is not there. Because I was going to college and he was afraid that like my other siblings or my other relatives, I would die. And I was a firstborn. And I passed my exam to go to medical school. Allow me to go. You are afraid that I'll die. Who said I'll die? But he said it so much that I was also afraid. But unfortunately, we didn't hear the, see the black magic people or whatever. So I had to go to school. I went to school. Fortunately, that was when I joined Lighthouse. 
I started reading the Bible. I started praying. I started doing all kinds of things. I was in the drama ministry. I joined the workforce in the church. I started growing the church. I started inviting people. Some of the people I invited are pastors now. Yeah. True, by God's grace. Suddenly, somebody who was demon attacked, I became strong. I knew scriptures. Somehow, the Spirit of God protected me. Look, in my family, the only person who, in my family, as in university, I was the first to go by the grace of God. That line of my family. Nothing happened. Because I entered the church and I went. One day I had a dream. I had been having nightmares all the time with short people with bows and arrows who are trying to kill me. And I would wake up screaming Jesus and they will go. One day, they all got together. And in my dream, I was on a ladder. I was being chased and I was so tired and weary. I was about to fall down and they would have finished me. They said that was my last day. But fortunately, when I tripped and I fell, what did my leg hit? A ladder. Suddenly, speed came into my legs. And I ran fast up the stairs. And who was there? Jesus. Jesus in white. With white beard, white hair, white clothes. He opened his hands and he welcomed me. It was so gentle and so soft. I felt so loved. Yeah. And he told me, look at your back. And I saw all the years of short human beings who chased me with bows and arrows. They were down in flames. Flames with smoke. And a voice told me, that is the last time they will attack you. Yes. That's the last time. Now, fast forward, I read the Bible in Genesis 28, not knowing that Jacob, who was also running away from attack from his brother, also slept in a place and had a dream and there was a ladder with the top going to the top and there was the Lord himself was on top and angels were going up and down. That's how Jacob became Israel. And then Jacob, at that point, he made a vow. Do you know what he did? Genesis chapter 28 verse 20. He made a vow to the Lord. He said from today, now that ah, this place is the house of the Lord. In fact, go to verse 18. Says, the next morning, Jacob got up early. He took the stone that he had rested his head against and he set it upright as a memorial pillar. Then he poured olive oil over it. Then verse 19, watch this. He named the place Bethel, which means the house of God. Although previously was called Las. For when he woke up, he said, huh. yeah. And then Jacob made a vow. He says, if God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me with food and clothing, then, the next verse, and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. Watch this. Next. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worship. It means the house. I'll build the house of God with this stone. And I'll present to God the tent of everything that he gives me. That's a tither. He said, I'm going to be serious. A tither. I'm going to build the house of God. The stone will be the worshiping place. A memorial pillar will be set up as a place of, I'll help build the church. This saved him. Abel could not, I mean, Jacob, Esau could not kill him. It's a protection. Today I encourage you, I recruit you to join in this. Hallelujah. So, it is not just the work of the individual. 
not just the work of the pastor it's the work of the congregation and some of you you're so busy with your personal things God doesn't factor in anything of yours don't do that that's not the plan for your life that's not the plan that God had for his church he didn't save you to just come and sit down he saved you to come and help with his great commission with his work in various capacities do it keep doing it you know let me read something else to you and um, first John, John chapter 15 from verse 1 to 8 New Living I'll just read it to you Jesus said I am the my, I'm the vine and my father is the vine dresser now watch this he cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit please don't backslide you used to produce fruit keep producing fruit you used to work now come work again he cuts off and he prunes the branches that bear fruit so that they'll produce even more. In other words, when you start, God wants you to become, become better. I become better. I become a better preacher, better at winning souls, better at pastoring than I have. Even my church size is bigger than I've had by the grace of God. It's an improvement God will give you if you keep, keep doing it. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they'll produce even more. Keep going. Verse 3. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you, like what I'm saying now. Remain in me, and I'll remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. It means don't backslide. Stay in the Lord. Stay in the body of Christ. Stay in the word. Do your best. Remain in me. Now, the next verse, verse 5. Yes, I'm the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, souls, effective. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Then the next verse. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. That's those who backslide, who stop going to church, who don't want to do anything with the Lord again. Let me tell you, if you want to remain and not go to hell, don't just be in church. The devil knows how to get those who are on the periphery. Get deeply involved. Get busy. The devil finds, hand for, finds work for idle hands. It's not in the Bible, but it's true. Well, here it's saying that when you get busy, God prunes you. If you get idle, you'll get into the fire and gather to be burned. So this is what it means. Then, verse 7, but if you remain in me, and my words remain in you. You may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. That's a side effect of serving the Lord, staying and serving. Anything you ask. Then verse 8. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. Clap for the Lord Jesus. From today, decide that as a start, when I'm coming to church, I won't come alone. I'll bring somebody. I'll invite somebody. I'll witness to somebody. I'll be fruitful. I will reproduce after my kind. Christianity is not supposed to be work alone. I came to Memphis alone, but look at all of you here. But I'm not paid, Pastor. I'm working like you. How can it not be? If every month you target, I will just be fruitful. Lord, just one person a month. One person. Make it your target. 
one person, not even two. One person. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. It means that I'm not sure of you if you don't produce fruit. This brings great glory to my father. Just like you're working, Jesus says, I must be about my father's business. Bible said of Jesus Christ, this is my beloved son in whom I'm very well pleased. God is very pleased in you when you are the reason why another person comes, comes to the church. Like joy, the people you bring. Bring them again. Maintain. Let them remain. Yeah. Aggie, the work you did is good work. Then verse 8, when you produce much fruit, yeah, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, you will ask the question, what is this? It's the Great Commission. The Bible says in um, Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, all power is given to me. I have been given all authority in heaven. And the verse 19 says, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. Verse 19, go therefore and make disciples for all, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now look at the promise he makes, 20. Teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. It means that bring them and let them stay and be taught. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Amen. You want a Christian who has the presence of God? It's a fruitful Christian. It's not an idle Christian. When you are selfish, you are truly alone. I'll say it again. Selfish people are the most lonely people. Selfless people have a lot of people. Christian spiritual selfishness is seen in Christians who walk alone. Nobody benefits from their Christianity. Nobody benefits. I've decided my Christianity until I die. I will share it with people. Sometimes it's difficult, but I'll try. At least I want to get A plus for effort. A plus, I tried. When I die, I want it to be written on my grave. I tried. I tried. I tried. I may not have been the best person, but I tried. I tried to get you to be fruitful. And you know I tried. I tried. That's all I want to hear. I tried. Amen. I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried to convince you that you need to be fruitful. I tried to convince you not to be selfish with your Christianity. Jesus could have died and gone alone. But he got all of us. He even went to hell for us and came back fighting. Took the keys and came back to tell us. Now I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. This is my thing. They killed me for you. My, my stripes that you may be healed. Look at what he did. What are we doing with that love? How selfish can we be? The state of the world and the evils. You call people homosexuals, you have no rights. You call people thieves, adulterers, you have no right. Perhaps if you had ministered to them, perhaps if you had invited them to church, they would have been better than been, been preachers. Do you know what I could have become? Do you know what I used to do? I used to actually sell people, I mean, what's it called? Pimp people. Somebody witnessed to me. Look at me. Today you are here. What are you doing? What are you doing? How selfish can we be? Is that the report you want to give in heaven? 
that I was a Christian by myself. I was so selfish. I was into making money only. Come on now. What kind of church is this? What kind of Christianity is that? Are we Christ-like? Is that how Christ behaved? Is that really how Christ behaved? Come on now. You think it's only for pastors? Well, then I have news for you. Then don't call me a pastor. Because I have not gone to any Bible school. I'm just like you. Then be like me. The Bible says, as a priest, so the people. Then I'm very happy that I didn't go to a Bible school. Because you'd have told me it's because I'm called. You're also called. You're also called. You're also called. Don't die alone. Don't go to heaven alone. That's selfish Christianity. Please don't die now. Don't die. Carry some people along with you to heaven. Your walk into heaven will be so lonely, you wonder, are you in hell? Why? Look at the mega churches. Most of them are selfish. You shouldn't be like that. Our church, if everybody wins only one soul in the coming month, we should not be able to fill this place. I mean, we should not be able to fit this place. That's even a low number. If you really thought you were going to die next month, wouldn't you do more? Think like a dying man. I would say, teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart to wisdom. And let me tell you, in case you feel you are not capable, I want you to know, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24, the Bible says, faithful is he who has called you, he also will do it. He's going to help you to do it. He's going to help you to do it. As I'm standing here, I'm not on my own. He's helping me. Bible says you grant us grace and apostleship. Whatever work we're doing, he grants grace for you to do it. I have the grace to pastor this church. You will have the grace to win others. Don't come here next week alone. And by that, I'm not trying to tell you that if you try and it doesn't work, well, I'm going to stay at home because they will say I'm alone. That's not it. God knows your heart. Don't add sin to sin. Try. Just try. I don't try in one month. Try this week. Try to win a soul. Try to invite somebody. Try to let somebody follow you as if you're going to heaven next. Try. 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 Just try. My final scripture that God will never forget the congregation members who assist to build the church. Will never forget will never forget. And let me prove it to you in the Bible. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10 to 12. He says, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love. You are not charging anything and you are doing this work. He will not forget your work. God remembers people there. He said, I will, if you go to Malachi, he says, I will open my note and I will put my diary I will write for those who serve me. He's not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love, which you have showed towards his name, in that you served, you ministered to the saints, and you continue to minister. Then the next verse, verse 11 and 12, he says, and we desire that every one of you will show the same diligence. Did you see that? Not some of you, every one of you. Martha, every one of you. Mama Janet, every one of you, it doesn't matter your age, every one of you. Yeah. 
I'm going to recruit until Amina, Mama Janet, you'll be our prayer warriors. Maybe you can't go outreaches. While we're going outreach, you'll be praying for us. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to reorganize the church by God's grace. Everyone, he says, we desire that each one of you must show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the very end. Until the very end. Not few, not some, not most. Every one of you. And you must do it diligently with hard work, full diligence. The same diligence. And look at the result, verse 12. That don't be sluggish. Don't, King James, don't be lazy. Don't be slothful about it. But be imitators of the, those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. There's a promise for you, my darling. There's a promise for you, my brother, my sister. I don't know where you came from, but I know where you're supposed to be going. You're supposed to be going to heaven. You're supposed to be having crowns. Yes, God is supposed to be opening the books and dealing out your works and giving you rewards for it. What have you done with this Christianity? Where are your rewards? Where are your crowns? What are you doing? Bible says in Revelation chapter 14 verse 13, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying with a loud voice, Blessed are they who die henceforth. Blessed are the dead which die in the law from henceforth. Yes, hear the spirit that they may rest from their labors because their works follow them. We just buried or did a memorial service for brother Love last Friday. His work, his souls were here. And everybody said the same thing. The last thing he did, somebody stole his phone. Brother William went with him to a shop to buy a phone. While they were there, he had set a phone. Brother William was looking for the best bargains and the best phones. He was at the side. You know what he was doing? When Mike finally found a phone, wanted to find, do you like this one? He was talking to people about Christ. Wow. He was. That's the last memory he has of him. Wednesday, he died. He was supposed to be about his phone business, but he said, I'll be about my father's business. He was winning souls. He has his souls here. Today he's gone. His works are following him. What is going to follow you? What is going to follow you? Clap for the Lord Jesus. <laughs> Diligence of everyone. I want you to rise to your feet, please. Put your hand on your heart. All of you think deeply the people around you, your neighbors, your classmates, your family members, your next door, your classmates, the people that you see around, where are they? You are a lay person. God wants to use you. He has seen the souls, but he's thinking that his hand is you. You are the person he's working through. Without you, who is going to do it? Brother Ricky, if you don't do it, who's going to do it? If we, the church, are quiet, the world is going to hell. Somebody helped you to come into Christ's embassy. Now become an ambassador. And through you, let people who would have gone to hell go to Christ. That's how we build the church. 
and then we can talk about even the things to do with them and to get them to do to establish them. Pray to the Lord. Ask the Lord, give me the spirit to do this. Give me the anointing. Give me the courage. Give me the strength. Many of us, we are not bad people. Truly, we are not. We really want to. We really want to work for the Lord. We want to build His church. We want to win souls. We just lack the courage. Sometimes it's fear. God is casting out the fear, fear now, the spirit of fear now. I cast out the spirit of fear right now. May God give you the spirit of love for this lost. Power and sound mind. Father of God, we repent. Forgive all of us for our lackadaisical attitude towards building the church. Your church is clearly, your Bible is littered with lay people who help to build up your kingdom. But we have been lazy. We have been selfish. We have walked alone. Some of us used to do it, but we've stopped doing it. Father, revive us. Revive us, including myself, Lord. Let me not just be satisfied because I have this. Because I can do more and I can go back strong. Please help me and help everyone here. Together we are crying out to you for your help. May we become a fruitful church. May we become fruitful individuals. Next week, as we go, when we go from here, from today, may we start looking out and believing God to use us. May faith come to us in the name of Jesus. If you are here, you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You want to tell the Lord, I've heard your word. I have not been very active. In fact, now I'm doubting myself whether the reason is because I'm perhaps not born again. Therefore, Lord, I want to rededicate my life. Fill me with your spirit again so that I can be part of your recruited workforce. So that when I go out there, I'll have power to recruit others. If you are here like that and you want to give your life to Jesus or rededicate your life to be sure of the spirit, just lift up your right hand. Wherever you may be, you want to give your life to Jesus. Or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. There's no problem about it with all eyes closed. Just lift up your right hand and I'll pray a short prayer with you. Thank you, Lord. Let's say this prayer. Father, thank you for this word. Forgive me for being a selfish Christian. I will share my Christianity and what you did for me. I will share with others. I will draw people by the grace of God into your sanctuary so that they can come along to heaven with me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Take away the spirit of fear and give me the spirit of power and the anointing to affect other people for Christ. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Wow, weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.